I've, I've yet to see Fernandez do this against Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I'm not even Arsenal as a top team, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't sorry, see him sorry, doing. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Sorry, I forgot as an Arsenal fan now. All right, Arsenal. But when I say Arsenal, I mean Arsenal is obviously not the most strongest defensively. We can all agree to that. But mm. even then, I don't see Bruno doing this to them. So let's say the more <coughs> seven uh, two. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yes, yes. You are tuned into episode 37 of FPL Grows. And it's been a long time. We should have never left you. It was only just an extra two days. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, just sort of sorry. give you our thoughts on the game week 11. That's how we roll. Yeah. You doing yeah. all right? Yeah, I'm decent. So game week 11, just got DM Kojo on today's pod. I think Jamie might join us. Um, yeah. Might get a little surprise appearance from him, but we'll see um, how that plans out. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. How about you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, real life just keeps happening, but we're here now, and so we'll we'll get this out for the people, for the man them and the girl them. They need this. All right then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right then. First of all, uh, we'll go through what happened in game week ten, and uh, I don't mind going first, so I can get it off my chest. On, I had the stinker. I got forty three points, uh, which was one below the average, and only Grealish. And uh, Salah and Chilwell returned for me. I'll just say very quickly that I kind of gambled because uh, I know a lot of people got in KDB and he returned with 10 points. I kind of gambled and I didn't get any Man City in. But I reckon I'm still up on the deal because if I had done, I would have gotten Sterling for Son. And obviously Sterling scored zero points. So that's the only thing I'm happy about. Oh, <laughs> that Sterling didn't play because I would have brought him in. Um, yeah. But now, yeah, and I've got these points down, yeah. So, how about you? I didn't do too well, but I didn't do terribly. I think the reason why I'm a bit disappointed is because I played my wild card, so I did expect more points than I had. I know I was indecisive about who my captain would be last game week, and I did mention my number one was De Bruyne, followed by Vardy, but I switched it last minute and went with Vardy captain instead of De Bruyne. So I finished with 57 points, like I said. Everyone returned apart from my defence, which is Justin Masaku, Target and Martinez and Carvet Lewin once again didn't return. But I think, you know, he played he played okay, just one of those games where he didn't really get many chances, to be fair. Um he could have so scored, I reckon. Yeah, probably could have, but he he didn't. He's <laughs> <laughs> dominated possession as they yeah. usually do. So it was quite tough for Everton to create a lot of chances but yeah I was just only disappointed with my captain pick and I know target was unlucky because a goal was ruled offside for Aston Villa which he oh, assisted yeah. so yeah no, not a bad game week but hopefully um, it gets better okay Jamie's here as well isn't he yes all right. oh okay all right oh. how you doing Jamie I'm all right thank you I managed to creep away 
<laughs> all right wonderful all right then yeah so we're gonna just roll through this pretty quick as you can imagine mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and shift things through um but super quick you can do the points because um i've already got a mine off my chest <laughs> uh but i i've i've spinned it as a positive as you may have heard because i was going to get sterling in but then i thought now nah, let's see what happens with man city and he didn't mm-hmm. play so um i i'm obviously up on the deal there mm-hmm how did um, you do game then? Well, I can't say I was happy with it. I got I got final points 54. Four points for sitting on the bench with Foden. So that guys me because, as you guys know, I was like, I'm in an R and about what, where my subs should go and things like that. And uh, maybe I should have tried to get Foden in, Foden in somehow because um, Rodriguez only brought in two for me. My big hitters were Fernandez, Grealish and Wilson, 10, 10 and 12. Unluckily, I captained Calvert-Lewin because I just thought something would happen there like Derek, but nothing nothing came through. I don't know. Maybe just the one week he was quiet, that's the week I captained him. And also I had Salah, but I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't want to captain him because I was looking for a bit of differential with Calvert-Lewin, which is a funny way to look at it. But I felt like a lot of people were captaining De Bruyne and Salah last week. So that was what that was what I was going on. But still, I got green picks all around. So... You know, when I look at my leagues, I'm not doing too badly, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, looking nice. good, looking good, definitely. You're all about to witness the monumental throwdown. All right, then uh, we'll move on to like the first sort of discussion points, um, but um, I'm going to be flexible with this as well. Obviously, I mentioned a, a couple of things we might want to look at. We, I mentioned how Fernandez is is looking like somebody who's a re- pretty reliable source of points, um, although that's not really a big secret, is it? Also, the talk continues apace about Manchester City, but who we sh- who should we be getting from them? Yeah, whatever you guys want to start with, that's fine. Let's just have a look at what's happened so far in the week, and then I think we'll go into that next, to like maybe looking at some of the teams and fixtures next as well. Okay. So, obviously, we know there's been some uh, matches suspended with like the Villa and Newcastle game. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then <clears throat> we've got some players who are out as well, who are flagged, but I think it might be false flags, and, and I'm talking more about Spurs. <laughs> so we'll see what's there. But um, with regards to the Villa situation, what would you say it's the sensible thing to do? Do you think it's, it's sensible to transfer players out ahead of Villa having Fulham as well and potentially also playing um, later on in the week or would you say it's probably best to hold on to them well I I would say is that I I can't see that fixture being replayed uh, this week I, I honestly think it's going to come up again later on uh, so obviously Newcastle and Villa players are going to have a double game week but I don't think it's coming up right now in terms of what to do with your players it's a difficult one I've got two Villa players I've got Grealish like us, us, about 40% of the game has and I've got Martinez <laughs> Now, now with Grealish, I'm not too bothered about getting rid of him because as, as far as I'm concerned, he's a keeper. He, at least he's a keeper uh, for like the next five or six fixtures. Martinez is different because I don't have a reserve goalkeeper who's playing. Like a lot of people, I went cheap on my second goalkeeper and I picked one who's not playing. Now, a lot of people might be wondering what to do in that situation. I say it's up to you. Me personally... I think I might take a minus four for another keeper. And the reason I think that's worth doing is that I know for a fact that the guy I, I've got right now is not going to play. You know, it's not like you're taking a minus four for somebody because you think they might get extra points. So if I don't take a minus four, that's a zero. 
but take a minus four. The keeper I get in might hopefully get at least two points. So it's more like a minus two than a minus four. On the other hand, you might just swallow it and think, well, I'm not going to have a keeper for one game week. He, he might only be worth an extra two points anyway, so it's not such a big deal. You know, he might even have only get one point or even zero points. You know, a lot of the time keepers don't get that many points. The ceiling is pretty low. You know, the, the most you're looking at six points for them most of the time. They let in one goal. They're already down to two and goals have been flying around. So that's my advice. If you had Ollie Watkins, for example, and your bench was looking weak, then you might want to do something about that. But for me, Grealish is a keep. Martinez, you might want to transfer out, but then you have to think about transferring back in again if you really want him back because Phyllis fixtures are still good, you know. But but that's that's my take on it. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to hold on to my players. What are you doing, Jamie? I don't know. I agree. I'm in a similar situation. Um, obviously, Martinez and Grealish, those are the those are the standard starting players for their positions. It seems for everybody's FPL. But then I've also got Wilson up front, so there's a lot for me to think about. That's three positions that might be dropping out. I mean, I can get away with subbing someone in, but then like ugh, it's tough because my bench is really weak. <laughs> so I'm thinking <laughs> like in bottom of the barrel weak. But I'm thinking um, like uh, I'm thinking maybe like I might have to use a transfer just because they're Greenish and Wilson and two decent positions and I haven't got subs, the subs to like cover that I'm going to take the L with Martinez I think I think that's what I'm going to do just because like you said goalkeepers at best I'm looking for six usually you're getting two if that because goals have been flying around so I'm not I'm not going to bother myself trying to figure out a good goalkeeper to bring in for one game week because you bring them in and they ship goals and then what what was the point <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true fair enough Cool. Although I so, would say very quickly, if somebody is thinking about swapping out for goalkeeper, perhaps uh, Meslier at Leeds. I mean, I think he's only 4.5. If I was going to swap some, somebody out, it might be for him. Possibly even Johnston. But, I mean, I think West Brom have got Man City and Liverpool coming up. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 maybe maybe not. But those are a couple of options. Yeah, some decent options there. Cool. So uh, what's your take on, on all this madness then, Derek? I'm just going to hold on to my Villa assets. Uh, unlike Jamie, fortunately, because I used my wildcard recently, my bench options are <laughs> fairly okay options. So if they did kick in, I don't mind. Um, my only concern was for Cancelo. When we spoke about him last week, he said Mendy might be playing. And, you know, you were right. Mendy did start instead of Cancelo. So I'm a bit weary this week. I don't want to miss out on the clean sheet again. I don't want to get, you know my player not playing for me and get zero points for him so i'm thinking of transferring him out mm. but yeah that's that's where my head's at at the moment yeah see this is what man city do to you you really gotta have a strong bench uh, because it, it seems like we've gotten back to that place with pep where he he just like you know oh screw it you know yeah i played <laughs> this guy four times in a row and now he's on the bench and and that's just how it is it would not surprise me if Sterling started the next game, you know, even though uh, I think he played 90 minutes in Europe, I, but <laughs> you just, just uh, can't tell with Pep. I mean, yeah, uh, seen, shall we, do you want to have a, shall we have a quick discussion on Man City now, now that we're there yes. anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. Although I prefer Sterling to KDB, I have to accept that KDB looks the most nailed. 
even then I wouldn't put it past Pep to rest the guy. Um, but um, I've been looking at the people who've been starting the most in the last four games for um, City. And it's KDB, obviously, at the top. And then yeah. who else did I look yeah. at? Um, yeah. Quite a few games. Torres, uh, I think he's pretty much started every game he's been available for in the Premier League. Then Mares, Jesus, surprise, surprise, but then they don't really have anybody else up front. Rodri, Rodri is, has been more nailed than Sterling. Just imagine. And then is in this the last four games, yes. for all positions or in the Prem? In the Prem. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then uh, in defence, it's been Diaz and Walker. I think Pep's uh, starting to experiment with Stones again. You know, I mean, who, to, to maybe he's found a way of getting to play it. So you, you, you've got all these options swirling around. You know, at the end of the day, you want the points because, they, you know, when, when they turn it on, they score lots of goals. But where yeah. to go, where to look? It, it's all punts, basically. Even though I like Sterling and I like the fact that you know, he's got a hat-trick in him, um, I'm being swayed back towards KDB, even though he's more expensive. And sometimes all he does is assist, you know, they're not worth the same as goals. But if your bench is, is weak, when, when my bench is, is not the greatest, uh, I have to bear this kind of thing in mind. You know, of course, mm. I could just stop pussyfooting around and wildcard. But <laughs> that, that's another conversation altogether. So, so what do you guys think? You know, is it time to jump on Man City? Who do you get and how do you deal with the pep rotation? As if we had the answer to that. But anyway, I'm going to throw it open anyway. Come on, Jamie, you can go. Well, for me personally, if I was to pick, if I was to hazard a pick, I would probably go KDB. I mean, this is this is going against what I said last week, but I feel like he's Pep's favourite. At least, I feel like he's, well, I guess he's the most immune from his rotation. Just just, just hazarding, I guess. But um, with the Pep rotation for FPL, I just, I don't like it. I don't like picking Man City players. Like I said, I picked Foden because I had had some money left over in the bank. And I thought, oh, he's a decent pick and he'll get some points if needed be. And that's that's literally it. Like, I, I, would, I, would, I would like to pick some, but I just, I don't know. I want to I always maximise playing time for my players. That's the way yeah. I go. I don't, I don't, I'd hate, hate seeing money just chilling in zero. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think for me, <clears throat> there's a few options you have here. You've got most nailed. So most nailed is KDB or, or the keeper, Edison. Edison. Yeah. So those are the two most nailed. If you want <laughs> good value for money, then you've got Foden, who's very good value for money. Or you've got actually a pick, which I didn't think I'd hear myself saying, Walker. Because, you know, he offers very good value for money in terms of the bonus points and assists and clean sheet potential, especially with the upcoming fixtures. So you can either go for the best value for money options, but obviously subject to some sort of rotation. And Kyle Walker doesn't get rotated much, so he's actually probably a strong one along with the brainer if you do want to pick. But if you do want to try and save some money, I'd probably say go for like your Foden's, and you know your Rodri's and your Torres's. Yeah, yeah. It's as as usual. It's it's a tough one. It's got it's got us scratching our heads there. I, I I've said before in the past that Pep likes to pick his team for who he's actually playing. So if you're good at analysing perhaps where his next opponent's weaknesses are, is he going to want somebody who's flying up the left wing on the right wing? Or are they going to play deep? So he's going to need creative midfielders you know like silver for example and trying to unlock the defense or does he want the direct running of mares you know if you think you could work that out 
then be my guest and in fact hit us up on twitter and let us know because i would love to know but aside from that it's, it's just so tough man i've got um, with a heavy heart it looks like i'm going to be have to be transferring kdb i i i, I want sterling but like it's, he's, he's he's messing with us again he's just messing with us and uh <laughs> what what are you gonna do Okay, yeah. Did anybody maybe have some thoughts on Fernandez emerging as, uh, you know, somebody who's up there with Salah and, you know, the Earth World KDB? I'm not completely convinced yet. I'll be honest mm. with you. I'm mm. not completely convinced. When they do these crazy things and he gets all these crazy points, it's always against these lower league teams. That's a yeah. fair point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, like, my point being, I'm still not convinced yet. And, yes, like, he has got a lot of potential. He is a very good player. He's amazing. And he's got a lot of potential in terms of getting assists and goals. And, obviously, he's on penalties. But I just think when he gets the tough fixtures, which are coming up, he's going to really struggle. Mm. Uh, he's going to really, really struggle. And when in the last game they had where they just managed to nick the win, you know, I don't think they deserve that, number one. No. I, I think it was a bit of complacency from the uh, opposition team. I think it was it Southampton. Um, uh, yes, mixed it with, was. Mixed with a bit of luck. And, you know, like, they didn't... I didn't see that happening. They, you know, mm. they were getting bossed the whole game and then all of a sudden it just happened. So, personally mm. for me, I haven't got Fernandez, and I'm hoping, you know, it doesn't end up biting me in the bum, but that's just... The, yeah, that's just the stance I'm taking. He's at 40. Okay. Five percent ownership, yeah. You know? <laughs> four, four out of every ten managers have got him in his team. I mean, what can you say? I don't know. I think I've got an opposing view to Derek. I mean, like as a player, I don't think he's great. I don't. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's. I think he's brash. <laughs> I think he just tries for the fantastic, and it doesn't always come off, and he loses the ball all the time or whatever else. But one thing I can't deny is he's in and around the goals every bloody week. It seems like he's doing something. <laughs> he's trying to get a penalty. He's trying to get assist. He's scoring a penalty. Like he's he's doing he's banging shots in from wherever else wherever he is on the pitch. He doesn't care. So like just by law of averages, he's surely gonna get some. That's that's the reason I've got him on my team. Because I listen to a lot of um Man United podcasts and similar to the the way Man United fans get upset with Ole because like there'll be a there'll be he'll be he'll be on his way out and then he'll then he'll pull a win out of the bag and that's it, he's good for another five months or something. It's similar mm. with Fernandez. Like he'll have a stinker of a game and then he'll score a goal. And then all of the pundits are singing his praises, and they hate him for it. They say he's a terrible player, but they can't they can't hate him too much because he's scoring the goals and winning them games. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, so I, that's yeah. the reason I've got him because so, whenever something comes from them, and also Man United, the amount of penalties they get, Fernandez, yeah. he's called that for well, a reason. Yeah, Bruno yeah. Fernandez is the question. What is the answer? I I have to say, for the longest time, I was like you, Derek. I just didn't see what was so special about him but what i will say is this i suppose in a way he is a flat track bully but in a way maybe that's what you want because the whole point of playing fpl is being able to predict when you're going to get the point so fair enough if you've got fernandez in your team and he's playing man city or he's playing Leicester, then you think okay he's not going to get any points i won't stick the armband on him or i might even bench him if i've got a couple of players who i think are going to do better this week but then, yeah. then, you know, when he comes up against Sheffield United or he comes up against West Ham, 
you know, you know he's going to get the points, however they may be. Uh, I mean, he he always starts he starts every game. He plays ninety minutes pretty much every game, and even though he's a midfielder, he's always running into the box. Like he just wants to be there. And mm-hmm. like, you, and when he first came, we we're like, what what are you doing? I thought your whole thing was set pieces and long range shots. But he's like, no, yeah. I want to head it. No, I want to tap it in. <laughs> and Rashford and Marshall are looking at him. And it's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> this is our job. This is our place on the pitch. He's like, nah, I'm doing this. I'm, I've got this. I'm taking it. Hold my beer. I'm, I'm scoring all the goals here. So yeah, um, I hear you. So, being, being a flat factory leader is not necessarily a bad thing because it makes him more predictable. The last thing mm-hmm. you want is somebody who does well against the, in the difficult fixtures and does really badly in the easy ones. That's mm-hmm. what that's what's what kills that's what kills me anyway, as far as FPL goes. Some people have mm-hmm. faith in players to play well no matter who they've got. But um yeah. I don't blame people for getting him in and you know, it just might might continue the fact that he's always in and around the goals and around the points. And sure you might not particularly enjoy watching him play. But final whistle goes, you go into FPL team and you see Fernandes, the 10 points in brackets. That's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Mm-hmm. This is true. This yeah. is true. Yeah. I mean, out, out, so far, just looking at his history, out of 10 game weeks, he's had five, which are double point, which are double figures. Yeah. You can't argue that. No. So fair enough. He's, the next five are a bit of a mixed bag for him. But mm. um, I have to see how it goes. But you're right, though, Derek. You just know he's going to get some points, and and that's that's the uh, that's the point. If you've got somebody who you think is going to do better than him over the next five fixtures, by all means, get that person in and captain them. For example, Jota might be able to match him, and he's mm. you know a, a good four million, three or four million cheaper than than uh, Fernandez is. So uh, again, you've got to work out where your points are going to come from. I think. All right. Does anybody want to bring up anything else at all? No. Uh, no. Nothing that we won't go into when we probably go look at the fixtures coming up. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's do that. You know, this is where we earn our bread. This is where we, <laughs> where we earn our dough <laughs> doing the predictions. So let's get right onto that. As per usual, I will do my best to mark out the most significant ones okay so why don't we start with man city and fulham so everyone's saying everyone's thinking city's gonna run right in this game the only thing is obviously fulham shocked us last week didn't they when they Mm. ended up beating leicester which um what happened there i missed that game completely and i was like what's going on (laughs) did anybody see it no i didn't watch it i'm glad i didn't watch it either i would have really annoyed (laughs) me i didn't how, um, how do you think this one's going to go then? I do think it's going to be like a six something win for City. They're going to score Flipping at least six. Six. Look, City. I watched. I watched their game right, and mm. they were having fun with it. Like they could have scored more. It's, there were times where some of the players got selfish, but they could have had more. They could have had easily six, seven, and that was against a Burnley squad who are actually quite disciplined at the back. True. And, right. Playing a Fulham squad who are inexperienced to the Prem are not very disciplined. Like in a city city team who've got a lot to prove right now, you know everyone wants wants a spot in this team and it's hard. You have to fight for it. And you know people are like Mendy. He, he, as soon as he got a spot, what did he do? Straight away a goal just to show Pep 
you should to be, be fair. Trained. It was it was a heck of a finish. I have to say, I didn't didn't think he had it him in first time, and he put it yeah. straight into the yeah far post. But sorry, yeah. go on. Wasn't that cross from De Bruyne? It was. It was a beautiful cross as well. De Bruyne's delivery has been amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna run riot. That's my prediction. Uh, Jamie. I think, well, yeah, I mean, it goes without saying a City win. I think if Fulham, if Fulham pull this out of the bag, then I don't know, I'm pipping them for top four. <laughs> after, <laughs> after last week and this oh, week. Oh, that's a statement. <laughs> if they pull this out of the bag and they beat, they beat Leicester and uh, City on the bouts, I don't know, they've turned it around. They're taking something. Like, I don't know. But um, remember, yeah, no, definitely a remember, City win. Remember Norwich? Yeah, this is remember true, Norris, you know. I do remember Pookie, team of Pookie. Yeah, they beat another team and everyone goes, yep, Norwich are going to beat. And the next thing you know, they're back in the championship. Well, that's, yeah. how, that's how the game goes, man. <laughs> when, 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 when those winter fixtures hit, when the, when the ground starts getting hard, mm. <laughs> people start breaking legs. <laughs> but, it's um, a cold, cold game. It is a cold game. Um, yeah, no, I'll say a City win and I think comfortably. I don't think... I wouldn't be surprised if I don't see City get out of second gear. I would say even first gear. They're gonna run. They're gonna. They're gonna get. They're gonna pop a couple of goals early, and then it's just gonna be all right. If they fancy it, they fancy. If they don't, then you know, it's gonna be like one of those ones. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, on paper, there's potential for an upset because Fulham just might be able to play Man City at their own game because Fulham love that possession game, don't they? Mm. They love to have the ball all the time, and if they if they get it right. They could run rings about around City. On the other hand, City look like they got their swagger back, and they're at the Etihad. Uh, although I don't think they're allowed fans back in Manchester, are they? I don't. Uh, oh no, uh, are, are they Tier Three? Yeah, something. I think so. Yeah, must be. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. So I, I'm going to keep it simple. I think it's going to be a comfortable win, but then I don't think City are going to go nuts because I, I think maybe they're still, you know, finding their way a little bit. So some, something like three nil. Maybe, uh, you know, that, that kind of scoreline. All right, then. Um, and then we've got West Ham versus Manchester United. Tough one. I mean, it's really hard to predict anything with Man United. It's like what team turns up, it really does fall that way. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, um, I mean, after then, I can see, I don't know. I, I can see West Ham doing something here because they've got, they've got a really strong track record in their home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have their fans there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. And I do believe the fans make a difference. Arsenal played with their fans the first time on Thursday. And um, like I swear, it was, it was obviously like with a caveat of the opposition, like flipping rapid Vienna. But there was like a different side playing. They they came out with such like fight and happiness and like they were pinging the ball around. I think it was the first one, two I've seen this decade. <laughs> Same here. It looks like they really wanted to pass it. It's like two or three of them probably woke up the morning and they said, I had this funny dream. And like there was these weird people in it. And one of them was called Perez. And another one was called <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and, was, but they were wearing was. red shirts like us. Do you think that could mean something? Oh, my gosh. Who knows, <laughs> man? It might have been. It might have been that, honestly, because they were they were, like the fans. I, I don't like for the, especially for. The games that are allowed fans in, I think the home side are going to have real support and they're going to want to put on a show. They're going to come out like it's a cup final. 
It works both ways, though, because if you start playing bad and you start making a mistake, the fans can really get on your back for that. I don't well. know, man. I think, I think it's more... They'll like every time you touch the balls. Oh, not him again. Oh, I, 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 may, I think maybe for, the, maybe for the second game, maybe for the second game, but, man, like, like football Twitter was electric. Well, at least Arsenal Twitter was electric when the game was going on. It seemed like every single fan in the stadium was buzzing just to be in the presence. I like, see I what you mean. You know, like, like, after... How many just, ever, was it like 260 days without exactly. live football? Yeah, just on a straight it. adrenaline high. I mean, they could go down three 0 at halftime, and somehow West Ham will pull it out of the bag. Like I can see it's that kind happening. Of a, a honeymoon period. Yeah, do you know what? I I think I'm looking at a score draw here because I think West Ham have got Antonio back. <clears throat> no way. No wow. way. Wow. <laughs> no way. West Ham, are, West Ham are scoring. We both know West Ham are scoring. Let's be honest here. All right. This is Manchester United defense. No, no, I, see, I had, said a score, a, a score draw. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah, sorry. I heard a ball draw. Oh, right. No, 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 no. No, you're yes. right. West Ham are scoring. And, yeah, West Ham are um, scoring. You know, Moyes, again, you might have a point to prove, although uh, it's one thing wanting to prove a point, but you actually have to have the place to do it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think West Ham are capable of turning it on. And then, it's like Jamie said, Man United, they might just look lost again, you mm-hmm. know. All it just takes is a couple of goals, you know, and then, you know, the, the plan just goes out of the window. It's like that famous Mike Tyson quote. He says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I think that's what Manchester United are like. They have a plan and it doesn't work out for them. And then they just they just look lost, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they got Neymar just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, West Ham have the second best home record bar Liverpool. Oh, wow. Um, See, yeah. that's an interesting I, stat. Man United are going to have to do very, very well to get three points. You know, again, which they're capable of doing, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like anyway, you said, it depends on which side comes turns up. Exactly. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right then, Chelsea versus Leeds. Ooh, that's an interesting one. You know, mm. I can't give it straight away. I can't just say, oh, it's going to be one way or the other. I don't know because. I don't know. Have Chelsea been have Chelsea been tested the way Leeds are just going to full out attack and not even think twice? That's true. <laughs> I think for me that's a Chelsea win, you know. What well, can't be one? Uh, fairly comfy. Chelsea, I'm not Chelsea have a good Chelsea have a very good attacking lineup, and Leeds are not very. They like bombing up front too much sometimes, and then as the time as the um, game goes along, they do sometimes tend to lose track of their players because they do a man mm. man marking approach don't they, yeah, they um, do. man for man yeah if yeah, you're right having said that when Leeds have got the ball they're very good and they've got Calvin Phillips back and you know again it'd be interesting I always seem to think that uh, a decent manager should be able to get the better of Frank uh, Lampard but again I'm also having to eat my words about the defending because I mean, I don't know if the defending has been good per se, but they've been keeping the clean sheets. And, mm. and obviously, yeah. oh, what's his name? The, the goalkeeper. I've forgotten his Mendy. name again. Yeah. Obviously, Mendy's a great keeper. You know, he's part of that. You know, for the same reason, Sheffield United look like they're going down because they don't have Henderson anymore. Chelsea, you've got Mendy. and They're on their way up. So it's, it's a difficult one to call. I think it's mm. difficult. Yeah. Chelsea have kept a clean sheet in five of their last seven um, competitive games and they've also remained unbeaten in eight straight Premier League games at home now that combined with the 
amount of talent they have on their bench. I mean, when you can have Giroud coming on and scoring hat-tricks and, mm. like, just treating the Europa like is... I mean, Champions League, like, is the Europa. You have to kind of think twice, like, this is a team that is capable of doing something. Their bench looks so strong, so, so strong. So, I, for me, I, I do think... I mean, it's not they're not going to, like, run riot on Leeds, but I do see a Chelsea win. Maybe a 1-0 win, maybe a 2-0 you know, a, a, a win, something small. I'm going to have to um, say that Chelsea are going to get breached. So okay. I reckon it's going to be a, a right or ding-dong, as they say. <laughs> Possibly a Chelsea win at the end of it. But I, I just think that both keepers are going to be picking the ball out of their nets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Because like, Leeds will be busting a gut to score. They really try every game they play to score. Mm-hmm. And and I think they can do it against Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Remember when they played against Leicester and I said it was going to be a good game and I said they're going to, what Leicester were going to do is play against Leeds um, just to get the ball high up because Leeds play quite high line. So they're going to play the ball through the back line and just get Vardy running on it. Chelsea do have Werner. They do have, um, you know, like Ziyech. You know, they've got some fast players that do like yeah, to run behind people. Yeah. Tammy and stuff. So. Pulisic is back as well. He likes to run, doesn't he? Yeah, Pulisic yeah. is back. You're right. It would be yeah. a good game, though. It was fun to watch, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, then. I think it'll be a good one. I mean, I think I think you're giving Frank Lampard too much credit. I don't think Frank <laughs> Lampard's half the manager Brendan Rodgers is. <laughs> like... I, I, <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, I suppose I suppose the end of the season that will that will tell the story. Um, all right then. Um, then we got the North London derby. So that's Spurs versus Arsenal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Ooh. At the toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be an interesting so, one. I think this is going to be a good game. I see goals from both sides personally, as you do with the usual North London derbies you have mm. but yeah I think it'll be a good game Both yeah they usually are goals aren't they so goals and cards that's, that's, those are two <laughs> things you could you could you could definitely like bet on in a North London derby yeah and I, I love the mind games from Mourinho as well it says and if I tell you Kane isn't playing then you'll just say aha you're trying to trick us but I think mm. he might play. <laughs> it's like he just didn't. You just did that. No. You just did what you said you weren't going to do. Yeah, so, I've heard through the although... grapevine that um, Arteta's trying to do a bit of mind games as well because it's like when Partey was reported just the week, well, week before last, that oh yeah, not until Jan. He's not playing any games till January, and then uh, he's in full training on on just just yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. So what happened so there? He's, How he's gonna have he's, he's gonna have a late fitness test, isn't he? Yeah, that's you know what? going to be a late fitness test it's, and we'll see it's, what happens. It's the sort of game where I think he'd probably risk him, even if he wasn't 100%. Fit, I think, because I think if it's he that can important, get a win, isn't it? Exactly. If Arteta can get a win in, yeah. in the North London derby at Spurs home stadium when they got their fans in, yeah, that's mm. it. He's God's gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, again, I'm saying goals. Before, I would have said goals and a Spurs win. But the possibility of party being back and then you've got Mari coming back as well, haven't you? Pablo um, Mari, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah, I, I don't know. I, I'd just say anything could happen. Um, Literally. The, the, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take I, anyway. To be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't I can't like like 
literally, it feels like vomit's coming up my throat. I feel that's, like Spurs might pip a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this, this, say it. But, <laughs> look, barring cup games, there's two every season, one at Spurs, one at Arsenal. So, you know, you take an L and a W and that's how it goes. But <clears> I would <throat> say this, that last time Arsenal played at Spurs in December time, we won 4-2. So oh. we might we might see an Arsenal 4-2 win. Just putting it out there, lads. <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible. Okay, then. Liverpool versus Wolves. And on the topic of mind games, I hear that um, Trent's back in training as well. Oh, Trent's back in training. Van Dijk's rehab is looking very, very, very good. Yeah, so we're lifting weights. Yep, yep. So, you know, things are starting to look up. <laughs> <laughs> but on the game, you know, I think... Once again, um, it should be a tough game for Liverpool. Wolves are um, very cautious when they play. I, I, I do think with Liverpool's um, home track record, I don't see them losing this game. But I'm not going to quite scream a win. They, 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 they should win, but, I, you know, VAR in that. I'm not going to say anything else. So. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, the last few games between Liverpool and Wolves have actually been quite tight, though, haven't they, if I remember correctly? But yeah. They're, they're really tight affairs, so I don't see any reason that's going to change. I mean, obviously, Wolves don't have Jimenez, but Neto, Pudence, um, Traore all look like they're capable of doing the business. So it's not necessarily a Liverpool win because Wolves are capable of hurting them. So another tight game. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 1-0 to Liverpool though mm, I think I think you're right I think it's going to be quite a tight one I think so I think um, Wolves Wolves are going to go for it what are Wolves and Liverpool's like like history like between each other why do I feel like Wolves are a tough club for Liverpool or is that just my me making it up in my brain no I, I, I um, think I, I mean I don't know for certain but I, I think in the last few games between the two teams have been tight I, I genuinely think that yeah yeah so yeah I don't know I don't think it's going to be an easy one I think it can go either way I mean, obviously, we've got the Anfield legend of never losing at home, whatever else. We'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, then. Okay, that's good stuff. That's all good stuff. And we'll just see how right we are. And I think our track record is pretty good in this area, so. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, um, player picks. Does anybody want to go first? I'll go first. Hmm? Player picks. So, tough week. Player picks, I'll be honest. But my first player, don't want to go for too obvious, obviously, because you've got some obvious games where you just know who you're going to choose. So I'm going to go for West Brom against Crystal Palace. And for that one, I'm going to go for PVA, Patrick Van Arnold. Um, I just think West Brom are not the most attacking team out there. They're not the most dangerous team out there. Palace should win this game. Even without Zaha there, if if he's not back yet. But in terms of you know West Brom, they do concede quite a lot of goals. And in terms of Palace, um, PVA does like to bomb up and provide assists. So I can see him fulfilling that role, especially with the with Zaha um, out of here. I can see him running, you know, with the ball towards the box, trying to deliver those crosses or passes in. So he's one to have um, this week. At, around 5.5 mil you know i'm not too sure his value but he's around that price 
he could be worth it with um, the clean sheet and the assist potential. Okay. So that's my that's my first player pick. My second player pick is Barnes. Yeah. Now Barnes came through for me last week. <laughs> yeah. Even wow. though even though I was a bit I was a bit um, scared towards the end. Um, I was you know quite nervous in terms of Leicester not scoring at all, but Barnes came through and you know got that goal with the Vardy assist. And I've said this before, and I'll say again, Barnes and Vardy link up so well Ooh. together. Literally, the link up play is remarkable. Um, they're playing a Sheffield United team who haven't won a single game in their last seven games or so. And I've conceded, obviously, every single game. So, goals to be scored. You've got your Vardy, but then, you know, at a cheaper price, you can get Barnes in. He's also a midfielder, but he, he's, he plays up front a lot. And um, he's always kind of trying to get into the box, trying to get shots off. He's worth it for his price um, of around 6.9, 6.7 million. So, 6.9 or around 7 million, I think. So, yeah, Barnes and... Patrick van Arnold are my picks for this week. Oh, all right then. I'll go next. The first one, uh, I think I incorrectly said when we were talking about what the West Ham Man U game was going to be, I incorrectly said Antonio was back. I'm sure I'd seen him play a little bit, but he's still out or he's gotten injured again. I don't know, but he's not available. So Gerard Bowen, he's a midfielder. I think you can get him for 6.3, something like that. And uh, he looked pretty good in the last game that West Ham had. So I think he's a decent pick. You know, if anybody's going to be scoring for West Ham without Antonio playing, then Gerard Bowen's got just as good a chance as anybody. So that's my first pick. And the second one is just a total punt. Um, a lot of people have said this guy needs time to get used to the Premier League. They said he's really young. You know, they said it's too early for him to start playing up front. But, you know, you could uh, always take a punt on Fabio Silva, the Wolves forward. He might just start playing now. You know, a lot's been said about him. And maybe Nuno thinks he's ready or maybe Nuno's ready to, to give him a chance. You know, um, it's more likely that it's going to be a front three of Pedro, Neto, um, Pavens and Traore. But um, he's only 5.2 mil and, you know, Wolves are still a good team. So that's my pick. Good picks. Good picks. Jamie, I think you're on mute. Ah, yes, I am. Thank you. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was saying little comments. I was like, oh, OK, he's not heard. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's OK. <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> That's all. OK. Um, so I am going to go for a guy who I've been watching because of his free kicks. Ward Prowse. He seems like they, he and even not even when he's not getting a free kick, he's on the end of an assist. It seems like he's just um, on fire right now. And I'm considering maybe sneaking him in for the game against Brighton because Brighton are not the not the best at tackling and I feel like they're going to have some luck with free kicks and things like that. So I'm considering him as uh, one of my picks. And then, hmm, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's going to be an obvious one, Calvert-Lewin, because he's against Burnley and we saw what happened with Burnley last week and I think Calvert-Lewin's going to try and come back with a, with a bang against a, a side that are pretty, uh, pretty open to getting scored against and I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, fair enough. All right, wonderful. There's some good players there. Uh, plenty of food for thought. You're all about to witness a monumental 
All right, then. So I think we are getting to the end of this week's episode. Before we get going, obviously, I'd like to say hit us up on Twitter at FPL underscore bros. That's where we're at. Uh, You can see what we're doing (laughs) with our team, uh, despite the disaster that we had last week. But yeah, ask us questions, got any comments or just come for the banter. It's all good. So interact on us on Twitter at FPL underscore bros. The Twitter link is in the description below and on both the podcast version and the YouTube version. And also we'll be uploading our team, won't we, on Twitter? So people yeah. will be able to see what decisions we take as well. That's right, that's right. But we're heading we're tip for the top, yeah. We've still got our wild card. We've got everything to play for, you know. So um we just thought we'd give the other people in the mini leagues a chance, a bit of a chance. So <laughs> <laughs> we're generous like that. Uh, yeah. Also on YouTube, hit subscribe button. Also give us a like, uh, show us some love. It's all good. It doesn't cost you a dime. All right, then. Well, thanks, guys, for doing the pod. Appreciate it. We're a little bit later this week, but we still managed to get it out. So good looking out. And uh, all that is left for me to say is goodbye and green arrows all round. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.